Mission Mobilization Chats with Ryan Shaw, Multiplying Mission Mobilization Movements. This podcast is powered by Global Mission Mobilization Initiative. Subscribe, watch, and listen on YouTube today. Find more exciting resources, teachings, and tools for mission mobilization on globalmmi.net. All right. Well, welcome to episode number 26 of our Mission Mobilization Chats podcast, where we are considering a variety of cutting-edge topics related to broader, comprehensive mission mobilization uh, within our denominations, within our networks, within our organizations, and even down to the uh, local grassroots where our ministries are. So in this episode, we're looking at the very important concept of understanding what we call saturation mission mobilization. Saturation mobilization that even produces movements, mobilization movements. So another way that we could describe this kind of mobilization is holistic mobilization or maybe broader comprehensive kind of mobilization. Even I like to use the word communal mobilization because we're not just mobilizing one by one by one, but really looking at the communities of local ministries, local churches, and how to see them mobilized together. But my favorite term is this one, saturation. Saturation mobilization movements. How do we help local ministries make mobilization such a central part of the DNA uh, of who they are as a fellowship? Not just a little you know, department off to the side or a little committee kind of a thing, but really helping bring the mission heartbeat of Jesus where it belongs. And that is at the center of the life of any fellowship. And this isn't true uh, just across individual churches. It's also true across uh, denominational structures, what we call ministry structures. So a certain denomination, uh, whether big or whether small, can see this saturation kind of mobilization uh, take place within it. Now, why does this perspective matter? Why do we need this kind of saturation mobilization? Well, let's look at a few statistics to start us off. We know that roughly about one-third still of the entire world's population is in the category of what we call these unreached people groups. One-third of the entire global population. That means that those one-third have too little believers among them within their indigenous church to adequately reach their own people. There are believers among them. Unreached doesn't mean there's no believers. We know that. It just means there's not enough believers within that indigenous church to uh, help them to reach their own. They don't have enough human resources. That's the idea. They need outside help. So one-third of the entire global population is, is still in this category. Now, in the missions world, sometimes we like to ask the question, and it's a great question, why is this still so? What are the reasons behind this reality that still in 2022, there's still one third of the entire global population that are in this category that we call unreached people groups? Now, some of the reasons that are thrown out for, uh, for this is sometimes the difficulty of the people. 
We say, well, those people are so hostile to the gospel. They'll, they'll never come to Jesus, right? Sometimes we, we think that way. So we ascribe a reason for the difficulty or the reason why still one third. We say, oh, the people, they're just too kind of harsh. Another one is opposition to the gospel. This is another reason why. Maybe there's still one third of the global uh, population still in unreached people groups. It's opposition to the gospel. And there's some truth to that. Another one we hear is a lack of finance. Sometimes, well, we just don't have enough money to, if we had the money, we would be able to do all this. It might be a little bit true, small, small factor. Uh, but I believe that none of these adequately tell us the true picture that we need to look a little bit at some other option or some other factor that is hindering uh, the spread of the gospel among still these one third uh, of people around the earth. So the premise of this particular episode of the Mission Mobilization Chats is that a primary reason that still one third of the global population are in these unreached people groups is because of the way the global church, we have understood the Great Commission and have understood our role in mission mobilization. I think that more than lack of money, more than opposition to the gospel, more than the difficulty or the hostility of the people themselves, it's how we as the church have either understood or not understood have either implemented mission mobilization or have not implemented mission mobilization that is the major reason why uh, we still have one third of the global population. So we must do it Jesus's way. We must uh, approach the Great Commission. We must approach mobilization through the lenses that he sees it through and through the methods even that he tells us and that the word of God reveals to us, we have to do it his way if we want to see the fulfillment uh, of the Great Commission and if we want to say, see mobilization become what God intended it uh, to become. So I'm convinced that as a result of these facts and as the result of this primary reason why there's still so many being how we have understood the Great Commission or not understood it and also uh, related to how we understand mission mobilization. Because of these things, never before has a very clear mobilization vision and strategy been more necessary across the whole uh, global church. So we need a clear plan, a clear vision, a clear biblical strategy that shows us how we are meant to mobilize the body of Christ. And I think that this idea of saturation uh, mobilization movements uh, is part of that process. So in previous episodes, we've looked at uh, the difference between what we have called mobilization from the inside as opposed to mobilization from the outside. Now, let me just give a nutshell summary of what that means. We've already spent uh, different episodes focusing on this, but I just want to give it a small, small summary here. Mobilization from the outside is what we typically have done in mission mobilization uh, over the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Okay? What that means is we usually have relied on mission conferences 
or mission education courses, which are wonderful events and wonderful tools within themselves, but they've generally taken a believer from within their local church or within their campus ministry setting and taken them out of that setting to go to the conference, to go to the mission education course. Okay, So what we say is that is mobilization that takes us outside the local ministry setting, which is where we're meant to be primarily fed and nourished spiritually and where this great commission mobilization piece is also meant to happen. Now, one of the reasons why we talk about this difference is because uh, of the result of it. So many people have actually been mobilized through the outside events, mission conferences and courses and wonderful things. The challenge happens when they come back into their local ministry after experiencing some wonderful conference or event that has taken them outside. Then they come back inside. But what happens? Most of those people, their heart is not in the same place that that person who's now mobilized uh, is in. They've not had those experiences. So there's no uh, fuel within the local ministry to help see the fires of that mobilization heartbeat uh, stoked and encouraged. Instead, what happens is they actually dwindle. And we've watched this over and over and over. So mobilization from the inside then is this part over here, where within the local ministry fellowship, there are tools, there is vision, there is understanding, there is prayer, there is commitment, right? Not once a year, but on a regular basis. So that that mission heartbeat is getting stirred up from within. Not just with a few people who went to an event over here, but this whole community is journeying together with this heartbeat uh, for Jesus growing on the inside. That's what we mean by mobilization from uh, from within. Or from the inside. So uh, so focusing on this kind of mobilization, it actually allows the individual local ministries or our church network, our denominational structures even, to multiply what we call these mission mobilization movements among them. Where mobilization is uh, kind of being becoming contagious. Church by church by church by church. They're talking about it amongst one another and they're spreading it to the others. So what happens if this kind of movement can take place is that the number of believers who are actually identifying and engaging with the Great Commission and identifying and engaging in their own roles in global mission, the number of believers will exponentially be growing uh, that have this kind of heart, that have this kind of vision. Now, what does this mean for uh, the global mission movement? Well, it means a growing wave of intercession for the unreached peoples of the world will be emerging out of our local churches. A growing wave of giving even to works and church planting and ministry serving among the unreached, that will be growing. Waves of uh, believers who are mobilizing other believers to now become involved, this will be growing. Waves of those who are advocating for specific Great Commission focal points, that will be growing. Reaching out even to unreached people groups within their local community, that will be growing. There's so many Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists coming into now our home local communities. We should be reaching out. These are unreached peoples. And finally, yes, of course, 
an increased number of those who are responding to the Holy Spirit's call to become message bearers among unreached people groups, both near culture as well as far away geographic uh, culture people. So we want to see all of these different growing waves of involvement in the Great Commission uh, that we just highlighted. So what we want to see in the global church is a progression We want to progress as the global church from uh, individual ministries who are, how it is right now, who are giving lip service to global mission. But we want to see this move from lip service, which at least we praise God that they agree with it by their lips. But we want to see this progress to those local ministries moving from just lip service to actually now having their hearts set on fire with wholehearted devotion to Jesus, which inevitably overflows into passion for his global heartbeat among all the peoples. So this process is part of why we need mobilization from the inside. It only can happen as mobilization is put where it's supposed to be. And that's in the center of a local community uh, of believers. Now, the reason all this is so necessary today, we've already said one third of the global population is still in the category of unreached people groups. Okay, But another reason why it's so necessary today is because generally across the global body of Christ, there's a low standard of responsibility in our local ministries to equip and mobilize our our people, our members, our believers uh, for the Great Commission. There's a low standard in most of our ministries for this. That's why this idea of mobilization from the inside matters so much is because it's almost non-existent right now. So we're saying that's not okay. Let's not just rely on the mission conferences, as wonderful as they are. Let's not just rely on the mission education courses, as wonderful as they are. But let's put within the life of the local ministry an emphasis on the Great Commission so that every believer in our ministry uh, is growing with that understanding. And so we have to conclude, as we look at the global situation right now, a third of the global population still unreached, only a small number, actually, of missionaries that are serving around the world among all of these uh, remaining ethnic people groups. So you put those together, large number of remaining ethnic peoples, relatively small number, maybe around half a million missionaries serving around the world right now that's small in terms of the need okay so we have to conclude that our concept of mobilization has been too thin it's been too small our concept of mobilization needs some change giving way to this comprehensive this saturation kind of viewpoint uh, that we're talking about so we like to highlight the fact it's time for a shift We need some paradigm shifts in our local ministry settings related to this saturation uh, mobilization. So where does this phrase come from, saturation mobilization? Well, over the last decade or so, I've been asking the Lord a a question. Uh, I've been looking in scripture. I've been looking in church and mission history, talking to a lot of leaders about this, trying to get some answers uh, to my question. Okay, And my question has been this. So I'm familiar, and you are likely familiar, uh, with the concept in cross-cultural mission that we call saturation church planting. Okay, The idea of planting 
multiplying many, many churches all over an area in a saturating kind of way so that there is a church uh, within a very close distance of every person uh, on the earth. Okay, that's what they call saturation church planning. So what I've been asking the Lord is, Lord, just as we know there's this idea of saturation church planning, is there also a corresponding concept related to mission mobilization? Could we say that there is this idea out there, not that we're doing it right now, but is this a possibility that we could see this saturation kind of mission mobilization? Okay, so I've been asking the Lord this and searching it out. And I've come to believe that the answer is yes, there definitely is. And I'm convinced that part of the way that we work towards this is through the multiplication of what we here at GMMI, we call mission mobilization movement. So we want to see a multiplying, a multiplication of these mission mobilization movements that are happening across every level of the body of Christ in every nation. The reason why I, one of the reasons why I believe that this uh, concept of saturation mobilization is realistic today is because of the reality that there are believers now, there are Christians in every single geopolitical country of the world. And those believers need mobilization. How are we going to mobilize them? Through this saturation mission mobilization kind of concept. So that at every level, whether they are a tiny percentage of the, uh, of the whole population, in terms of the uh, uh, population of believers in their nation, whether they're a large percentage or a small percentage, doesn't matter. If there are believers among them, then those believers can and should be mobilized to understand the Great Commission, to value the Great Commission, and to find out uh, and become activated in their specific roles in uh, the Great Commission. So this can happen among every single disciple. Okay, we're not saying every believer becomes a missionary or a message bearer, as we call them, but we are saying every believer, every disciple has a role according to the New Testament, according to what Jesus uh, has laid out. Every believer has a role. Every local ministry has a role. Every little church, whether it's a church of 15, a house church, or whether it's a church of 15,000, okay? a mega church, the numbers don't really uh, matter. So every believer, church, uh, denominational structure has a role and responsibility in, in fulfilling this great commission. And so that means within those groups, we can see this concept of a mission mobilization movement. Now, I'm not going to go through this manual, but I do want to show it to you. You can get this on our global MMI website. You can go to our Ignite Media page, and it's on several other pages as well, and you can download this for free. This is our Mission Mobilization Movements Facilitation Manual, where it lays out our step-by-step -step strategy for encouraging a local church, encouraging a, a, a whole denomination, a church network, a whole campus ministry organization, how you can implement mobilization within the life 
of your local ministries that are a part of your uh, overarching structure, your denomination or organization structure, whatever it might be. So I think you'll want to get a hold of this. This has a lot of good ideas. We've taken a lot of time. We've been doing this 10, 15, almost 20 years now in differing ways, learning about this process of mobilization. And this little manual includes a lot of those insights and tools uh, that we have learned over the years. Uh, And the reason why this matters so much is mostly uh, because there's people that are unreached. Yes, of course. But more than anything, it's because of Jesus's heart himself. Jesus's heart longs for this kind of mobilization movement that prioritizes the Great Commission within the life of every single local ministry as intended in the heart of God. This is his plan. Now, most of our churches don't look like that. Okay, but that doesn't mean that that's not his plan. His plan is still that they do look like this. And that's what mission mobilization is meant to be accomplishing. Not just recruiting one or two or three people as missionaries. Yes, of course, that will happen. But we focus on the holistic, the comprehensive. We mobilize local ministries. We mobilize a whole denomination uh, even together. Now, this concept of mission mobilization movements, sometimes uh, we say, oh, that kind of sounds nice. It's nice theory. No, this is not about theory. This is a recognition of evident facts that are happening across the global church and that are happening across the whole world among the unreached. We need these kind of uh, mission mobilization movements. Now, I want to tell you a, a small story of a friend of mine. Uh, he's a Botswanan. His name is Shepong uh, Basubi. And he uh, came to one of our schools here in Chiang Mai, where, where I'm located right now. Uh, our Global Mobilization Institute schools. And uh, he's a mobilizer. And he sat me down one day in, in my office and we were talking together, just one-on-one. And he shared a story with me of something that God had spoken to him. And so uh, I'll just cut the story quite short. Uh, At the end, he actually had kind of a a, a vision type experience and the Lord spoke to him and said, can you believe me to raise up one million message bearers from the African continent? So the Lord said, can you trust me? Can you believe me for one million message bearers, missionaries to be raised up from the African continent to the unreached peoples of the world, some in Northern Africa and the Arab parts, some in the Middle East, some going to Asia, uh, going all over to the unreached peoples. All right. So when he told me that, and one of the questions I'm still asking today is, how will this happen, Lord? How do you, obviously God spoke this to my brother. I trust him. I know he's a man of God. He's not making this up. So how does God intend to mobilize This number of Africans, as well as many, many more from all across the nations to be engaged with unreached uh, people groups. Well, part of the story, Shepong also highlighted uh, a very important hindrance to this one million Africans. And he talked about the local ministries in Africa. That was his context. He's talking about the local ministries in Africa lacking vision. And lacking understanding of God's global mission 
And his intent for them as believers, all of them as believers, not just a few, all of them to be uh, actively involved in the Great Commission. And some of those large numbers now that are actively involved, some will become missionaries. Yes, some will become message bearers. But he realized this very important fact that without it being at the grassroots level of local ministries, growing up with this clarity and teaching their people about God's mission being central, not off on the side, not peripheral somewhere. If they didn't get that, then this this one million is virtually impossible. So what he was talking about in different language is this idea of mission mobilization movements. This is how we will see the body of Christ mobilized and equipped and engaging in the Great Commission uh, through saturation mobilization movements. Now, what are mission mobilization movements? I want to give you a quick definition. Mission mobilization movements can be defined as any entity, whether a local ministry, whether a denominational structure, whether an organization within a country, a church network, uh, whatever the entity, it's where the Spirit of God is emphasizing the mission or the message, excuse me, the message, vision, and strategies of the Great Commission. Where the Spirit of God, it's an entity. It's not just a person being mobilized. It's a ministry entity where the Spirit of God is emphasizing the message, vision, and strategies of the Great Commission. And that comes as a natural overflow of a wholehearted abandonment to loving Jesus with all the heart. Unless believers are committed to loving Him with all the heart, mind, soul, and strength, surrendering in obedience to him, whatever he might say, whatever his word commands and commissions us to do, if that part is in effect, then actually the mobilization part of emphasizing the message, vision, and strategies of the Great Commission becomes a lot easier, okay? Because the believers are already abandoned to Jesus, and then they can receive this understanding and then be activated in their Great Commission roles. And when this happens, this entity is actually uh, not just influencing the people that are within the entity, but then they start uh, in a contagious kind of way uh, influencing those that are local ministries around them uh, even. Okay, so that's the idea of a mission mobilization movement. Then saturation mission mobilization, from this big picture perspective, Saturation Mission Mobilization centers on helping local ministries in every nation. Again, there's believers in every country. Some larger uh, percentages, some smaller percentages, but Saturation Mobilization centers on helping these local ministries in every single country, wow, Lord help us, become educated, become inspired, and become activated in Jesus' great commission. That's the purpose of saturation mission mobilization. Not just recruiting a few more missionaries. That will obviously be the result and a lot more than a few. If we can do this saturation mobilization, if we can see mission mobilization movements in every one of our local ministries, don't you think that the output, the result of new message bearers and new teams going to unreached peoples, it's going to far surpass anything that we've even been thinking about thus far. 
That's why we need this so, uh, so abundantly. And it's going to take a paradigm shift away from some of our more traditional ideas of mobilization, moving us towards this saturation uh, kinds of concepts. Now, saturation mission mobilization also includes then every local ministry in every nation, like I just said, grasping theoretical, theological, and practical aspects of the plans and the purposes and the actions of God uh, in bringing forth this blessing of all the families of the earth, this Abrahamic covenant that he gave. So every believer, every local ministry is meant to be grasping theological, theoretical, and practical aspects of this grand plan and purpose of God in blessing all the families of the earth. And then how they as local fellowships are meant to be involved. It's a very, very exciting uh, thing. Now, just as I close here, I, I want to encourage us. I believe that the Holy Spirit is orchestrating present circumstances uh, so that entire denominations, entire independent church networks, entire associations, entire campus ministry organizations in the coming years, the Holy Spirit is preparing the way so that in the coming years, these groups are experiencing the profound effects of saturation mission mobilization. The Holy Spirit is preparing the way. He's orchestrating and organizing and stirring things up uh, in such a way, maybe even hindering some things in such a way, because He wants to see this as a result. And many of us need to be awakened to understand this plan and purpose that he has for saturation mission mobilization so that we can rightly align our paradigms, our outlooks, uh, our mobilization understandings, align them with his own so that we can see the plan and the purpose of the Holy Spirit who is preparing the way so that we can see in the next five years, next 10 years, next 20 years, the profound effects of mission mobilization uh, being released in this saturation kind of way. Now, I want hi to highlight just one more point. Right now, this kind of mobilization is not common. Hardly anybody is talking about this uh, in the present. Okay, this widespread, this grassroots, this multiplying within local ministries, this mobilization emphasis. This is far from common today. And that is why it matters so much that we start talking about these ideas, start talking about these concepts. We, we want to make them uh, ordinary. We want to make them normal so that people aren't surprised when they hear them. It becomes just commonplace because these ideas are being seen in the Word of God. These ideas are being seen a little bit throughout history, but most importantly, we're getting in step with the Holy Spirit who wants to release these kinds of things in our day today for the great mobilization effort in order to bring in the great harvest that he has at the end of the age. All these things uh, are massively connected, and that's why saturation mission mobilization is such an important concept to understand. There's much more to be said along this line. Uh, we'll get to it in future uh, episodes, I hope. Let me close us in prayer. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in mobilization around the earth. We thank you, Spirit of God, Lord, that you are bringing forth new paradigms, Lord, new outlooks, new models, 
Lord, you're inspiring changes, Lord, in how we think about mobilization. Lord, we thank you for that. We ask that you would continue to give us that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Lord, that you would continue to teach us more and more about these concepts. Lord, we're, we're, we're very new in them. We're not really clear. We're not really understanding. But you are leading in this way. And so we want to, uh, we want to listen. We want to hear you. We want to be taught by you. We want to be shown by you. So we say, come Holy Spirit. Come Lord of the harvest. You are the one in charge of this whole great commission thing. And we submit it unto you and say, Lord, we want to learn. We want to grow. We want to understand. Come and teach us. Lord, we love you. We bless you. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see about this saturation, mobilization uh, kind of concept. Lord, we need you. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you. And also, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. This will probably be the last episode of this 2022 year uh, that we're able to do. So have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. God bless. To listen to more Mission Mobilization Chats, subscribe on YouTube or go to globalmmi.net.